You're listening to Legal Work, a bi-weekly podcast offering legal advice to students recorded from the production room of WKNC 88.1 FM on the campus of North Carolina State University. My name is Colleen, your podcast manager at WKNC. Legal Work, this podcast is my effort to help educate young adults like myself who may be misinformed or just plain confused about how the law works in specific cases. This week's topic is for international students attending NC State University. I sat down with an attorney from NC State University Student Legal Services to talk about the different statuses international students can occupy to stay in the United States after college, the ways in which international students can lose their visas or be deported, and some scams that typically target international students. My name is Huang Lam. I am an attorney at the University Student Legal Services at NC State. What rights do international students have while studying in the United States? They do have many rights, uh, just like uh, normal Americans. On the criminal side, for example, they have the right against unreasonable search and seizure, the right against self-incrimination, the right to an attorney if they are facing a charge that could lead to imprisonment. On the civil side, uh, they have the right to sue for money damages. One thing that many international students don't know is that they cannot get arrested for not paying bill or owing money. So international students have to have valid visas to enter the United States. Once they're here, they are subject to uh, supervision by the schools they are attending. And the officials at those schools are obligated to inform U.S. immigration on anything uh, that might affect the student's statuses. And also, they, if they violate their statuses, they can get deported. One thing that uh, came up recently is um, in December 2015, the U.S. Department of State initiated a policy that would revoke the visas of any uh, non-immigrants, including international students, who get arrested for DWI. And we're talking about just arrest. It doesn't require conviction. So they go back five years. So the previous five years, any non-immigrant who has a DWI arrest can get his or her visa revoked. Along that line, an international student can be deported for uh, committing or getting convicted of uh, crimes in the United States. And also, if they register to vote or vote, and uh, I guess this is a relevant issue uh, given the campaign season we have now, they can get uh, deported as well for that. So only U.S. citizens can vote in the United States. An international student may not register to vote and may not vote at all. And uh, it's easy for U.S. immigration to detect any unlawful registration or any voting because uh, anyone can go onto the, the Board of Election website and check a person's name and that person can be uh, shown to have registered or voted. What happens to an international student if they are arrested or convicted of a crime? When uh, an international student uh, or any non-citizen defendant is arrested, local law enforcement agents work closely with U.S. federal immigration agents. And in fact, in many jails, uh, usually there are U.S. immigration agents stationed in the jails themselves. And during the booking process, a non-citizen defendant might be interviewed and generally will, will likely be interviewed by a federal immigration agent. If the 
agent determines that the crime the non-citizen defendant is charged is serious enough under immigration law, then the agent might place what we call a detainer on that non-citizen defendant's case such that that defendant cannot be bonded out. And even when a criminal case is over, when a detainer is in place, that defendant still has to stay in jail for two additional days so that the agent can determine whether he or she should in initiate uh, deportation proceedings. Wow. So can international students work while in the United States? There are several ways that an international student can work. During uh, the, the student's time at school, the student can work up to 20 hours on campus. Is, uh, it applies to NC State and other university. And on campus means that the job has to be physically on campus and the student has to be paid through the university payroll. During vacation or summertime, the student can work full-time on campus. A student can also work off-campus, but only with uh, the Office of International Services permission. During the, the time the, the student studies here, he or she can also work uh, like in an internship if it's required uh, by his or her major. After graduation, the student can do optional practical training, which allows him or her to work uh, from one year to three years. Uh, any student who is in science, technology, engineering, or mathematics field can work up to three years after graduation, and, and we call it STEM students. And any non-STEM student can work up to one year. There are rules on how the students may work, and unauthorized employment would cause, could cause a student to lose his status. And uh, we have seen several cases where the students have to travel abroad uh, in order to come back legally to the United States after he or she committed unauthorized employment, and the Office of International Services uh, uh, has to uh, note that and, and discipline the students. Can international students apply for social security cards and licenses, and how does that work? To get a social security card, the student needs to have a job, and uh, when he goes to the social security office, uh, he has to provide a, an offer letter from the employer, and, and that is uh, the way that a student can get a social security card. To get a driver license, uh, the student does not need to have a social security number. And, and sometimes DMV officials might not know this. The students need to provide uh, several immigration forms, such as the I-20, which is issued by the school itself, the I-94, confirming that the student legally entered the United States and her passport and visa, proof of uh, insurance, and proof of residency in, in North Carolina. If they're working, do international students have to pay American taxes then? They do have to pay taxes, and uh, although our office doesn't do uh, tax because it's a very specialized field, there is an office on NC State campus called uh, international employment and taxation. The students, uh, international students, have to go through that office before they can work. What are some of the scams you've seen targeting international students while working at University Student Legal? Last week, there was a student who came into my office and he received a phone call from someone pretending to be a U.S. immigration uh, officer. And uh, that person told him on the phone 
that he entered the United States without filling a required form, and as a result, he could be arrested or he could pay a fine of almost seventeen hundred dollars to to make his status、uh, legal. And it was quite an elaborate scam. The student was very scared and was told on the phone that he he could not contact anyone or make a phone call during that time. With the purported agent on the phone, so the student went to buy two pre, three prepay、um, cards, and 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 gave that person that information and and lost that amount of money. So it was very unfortunate.、Uh, students generally should know that immigration officials never call you on the phone and never ask for money on the phone. Almost all the time, communications are done through letters. And there are other scams that we have heard of,、uh, including someone pretending to be an IRS agent. So again,、uh, anyone who calls you on the phone,、uh, most likely, it is a scam. What resources are available for international students on campus? So on campus, there is our office. We we do handle several immigration issues for students, and I can elaborate it、uh, later. We also have the Office of International Services, which is tasked of overseeing the students' statuses here at the university. And that office、um, has the power to revoke students' visas if they violate their statuses. And the Office of International Employment and Taxation, which helps students determine. What taxes they have to pay. Sometimes the students' countries and the United States have tax treaties, such that the students might not have to pay the amount that an American citizen or green card holder or other non-citizens have to pay. What options does an international student have if they want to stay in the United States after graduating? There are many options. One is that we mentioned before the optional practical training, which allows the student to. Work from one year to three years. The students can also get their employers to apply for a non-immigrant work visa called H-1B, and H-1B allows the student to work up to six years in the United States. The employer might also apply for a green card for a student if the employer really likes her work. And there are other ways to get a green card too. One is through relatives.、Uh, I work on a lot of cases with、uh, students who are here and then fall. In love with American citizens, and they get married, and those cases can go very quickly. Right now, it takes about three and a half months for the process to be completed. There's also the option of U.S. citizenship, and、uh, not many students know about the possibility of. Becoming a U.S. citizen through、uh, joining the U.S. military, so that a student with some、uh, with fluency in in certain languages that the U.S. military needs can join the U.S. military and become a U.S. citizen within three months. It's really quick. I also work on several cases involving students who are、uh, afraid of going back to their countries because of their religion, political views. Ethnicity, membership in a particular social group, and the、uh, membership in a particular social group is a very broad category. It includes、uh, people who are gay, women who are forced into、uh, marriage against their wills in their countries. It can encompass、uh, many, many groups. I've also helped students who are from countries facing war or natural disasters、uh, like Liberia. Uh, Nepal, 
Syria, and they can get a, a special uh, a status called temporary protected status, which can be renewed. Uh, that uh, would allow them to stay in the United States longer. Some students come here under the J visa, which is an exchange visitor visa being issued by the Department of State. And those students might be subject to uh, the two-year home country physical presence requirement, which means that once they finish their study, they have to go back to their countries for two years before they can come back to the United States. And what I do is I help them apply for waivers of that uh, requirement. And to get that waiver, the J-1 uh, visa holder would have to show that show one of the several ways. One is uh, the his or her country would have to issue a no objection letter saying that we do not have any objection for this student uh, staying in the United States. Or if the student is afraid of going back to his or her country, which is kind of similar to asylum uh, because of fear of persecution, uh, that student can also apply for the waiver. Another way is if the U.S. government agency, uh, one of them is interested in, in getting this student to work for them, then this student can get the waiver that way too. And the last way is if a student has a spouse or child who is a U.S. citizen or a green card holder, and if the student has to go back to his or her country and that would cause hardship to the spouse or child, then uh, that student can try the waiver so that uh, he or she does not, does not have to go back. Could you talk some more about TPS? So to get uh, temporary protected status or TPS, um, the U.S. Uh, government has to designate that student's country before he or she can get TPS. And currently, there are certain countries uh, that have been designated for uh, TPS. Um, one is El Salvador, Guinea, Haiti, Honduras, Liberia, Nepal, Nicaragua, Sierra Leone, Somalia, uh, Sudan, South Sudan, Syria, and Yemen. So. If a student is from any of those countries, uh, he or she may be able to apply for TPS. And TPS uh, has some requirements on its own. The student has to apply at a certain time, so it's very, very important that the, the student uh, applies timely. Secondly, the student cannot have two or more misdemeanors conviction. One thing that I, I want to emphasize again is the voting. Is it might seem innocent, but even unintentional registration or voting could haunt a student's chance or damage a student's chance of staying in the United States permanently. Uh, so that is very important. I think many students need to know that the United States legal system is heavily based on the rule of law. So anything the student does might have a criminal repercussions, and that students should be careful. Even, uh, and another thing is that because U.S. immigration law is uh, based on federal law, and it defines offenses that can make somebody deportable in a way that even minor crimes under state law can lead to immigration consequences. So say a misdemeanor larceny in North Carolina potentially could cause a student to be deportable, even though it's a minor offense in, in North Carolina and a student would not likely get jail time for that. The student really has to be careful. Anytime that a student is charged with a criminal offense, the student should also make sure that 
he or she first of all gets an attorney. Secondly, the attorney needs to know immigration law or consult uh, with an immigration attorney. And, and, and those two areas of law have to be coordinated and, and work together for the benefit of the student. Uh, many criminal defense attorneys do not know immigration law and, and might not understand that something that might seem beneficial for the criminal case uh, context might not be so beneficial uh, in the immigration context. If you have any pressing legal concerns, you should contact a lawyer. But if you're just curious and want to know more about how the law works regarding a specific case, feel free to send me your topic suggestions to podcast at wknc.org. My name is Colleen Keenan-Ferguson, and when I'm not making podcasts for WKNC, I'm listening to WKNC 88.1 FM.